0: How long has it been since you wrote a letter? Letters seem to be a thing of the past. I'm not sure today if our younger generation even know the formal parts of a letter. Revelations is a letter. It is a letter to the servants of Christ and the seven churches in Asia. Today, on Drawing Near, as we continue our study through the book of Revelation, we will examine John's greeting. So open your Bible and turn to the revelation of Jesus Christ and join us as we study Revelations, a Salutation. Let's go to the Lord in prayer as we begin. Father in heaven, you have written a letter to us, a letter that tells us about things which are, things that have been, and things that will shortly come to pass. In this letter, you show us more about the Lord Jesus Christ and about your plans for ushering in your kingdom. I pray, Father, that you would help us to focus on what you desire us to see, rather than simply trying to answer the questions that intrigue us. I'm so grateful, Father, for your word, and for what it does in our lives to help bring about righteousness, the righteousness of Christ in our everyday life. Guide and direct us in our study. Bless those who read and hear these words. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. So in Revelation chapter 1, we're going to read verses 4 through 6 today. Verse 4, John, to the seven churches which are in Asia, grace and peace to you from him who is and who was and who is to come, and from the seven spirits who are before his throne, and from Jesus Christ. The faithful witness, the firstborn from the dead, and the ruler over the kings of the earth. To him who loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood, and has made us kings and priests to his God and Father, to him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. In our last study, we saw how God the Father has given this revelation to Jesus Christ so that he could show his servants those things which must shortly take place. Jesus gave the information to an angel who gave it to John. Now today, we will see John's salutation or introduction concerning this letter, and it's a very beautiful and important introduction for us to see. So in verse 4, we see that John is the human instrument that God is using to share this revelation. This is John, one of Jesus's apostles, He's about 90 years old, and we will see later on in this first chapter that he's exiled on an island called Patmos. We're told in the first part of verse 4 that he is writing to the seven churches in Asia. These seven churches are going to be identified for us a little later. So this letter is from John to the seven churches which are in Asia. In our letters today, we put who it's to at the beginning and who it's from at the end. That's not the way they wrote letters back in the time period in which this is written. They put who the letter was from at the beginning and then greeted those they were writing to. John's greeting goes on and says, Grace to you and peace. This is typical of a lot of Paul's letters. Paul often extended grace and peace from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ to those he wrote to. This is a formal greeting, not from John. John is the agent that God is communicating through. So when we see grace and peace here, we need to understand that it's God's grace and God's peace that's being extended. And it's being extended to all of those who are reading this letter, the seven churches and the servants of Christ, like us, who are also reading this letter. So notice who this letter is from. We have this extension of grace and peace to us from, first of all, him who is, and who was, and who is to come. Next, from the seven spirits who are before his throne. And finally, from Jesus Christ, the faithful witness, the firstborn from the dead, and the ruler over the kings of the earth. Now, when we see this, what we should understand is, this is from the Father, and from the Spirit, and from the Son. This is a letter, and it's unique in this, that it is identified as coming from the Holy Trinity, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, or in order in this letter, Father, Spirit, Son. The Father is described as him who is and was and is to come. In other words, eternal. God has always been, God is, and God always will be. We also see in this description that the God who is and the God who was is the God who we will all see, who is to come, who will manifest himself in the last days. Then we are told that this letter is from the seven spirits who are before his throne. The Bible talks about the sevenfold spirit that has gone out into the world. We will see later on the seven spirits of God are before his throne all the time. We'll see that in Revelation chapter 4. But this is how the Holy Spirit is described. And it's unique because we tend to see the Holy Spirit singularly indwelling each one of us and working on God's behalf. Here it is described as the seven spirits who are before his throne. And then finally, in verse 5, we see that this letter is from Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is described as the faithful witness, the witness to the Father, the witness to the redeeming work of God. Jesus is the faithful witness and he is the firstborn from the dead. In other words, the first to resurrect, meaning there are going to be many others who are going to resurrect. All believers are going to resurrect unto life, and unbelievers are going to resurrect unto damnation. Jesus is further described as the ruler over the kings of the earth. Now, I think that should be very encouraging and uplifting for all believers, because it is Jesus Christ who is in control. He is the ruler over all the kings of the earth. He is the king of all kings. And we should take comfort in the fact that God is sovereign, he is in control, and the Lord Jesus Christ is ruling over all the earth and over all the magistrates of the earth. And then John closes out this salutation, this introduction, with a word of worship. John is in awe of what he is experiencing. He's worshiping the Lord on the Lord's day. And he is in awe of this revelation. And so he says to him who loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood. He's talking about the Lord Jesus Christ, and he says Jesus loved us. And he demonstrates that love by washing us from our sins in his own blood. Jesus Christ dying on the cross bore our sin on the cross, and as his blood was shed, We are cleansed when we put our faith in the Lord Jesus Christ through the shedding of his blood. We're told in the New Testament that without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sins. And so in submission to the Father, Jesus came into this world, and he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. And he did it because he loved us. Now, I think it's important that when we go into this letter, that we recognize that this letter is the revelation of Jesus Christ. God gives it to Jesus, and Jesus gives it to us. And the one who gives us this letter is the one who loved us and washed us from our sins. The author of this letter loves us, and he has brought salvation to us. Further on, it says in verse 6 And Jesus has made us kings and priests to his God and Father. He has established a kingdom in which we will rule. With the Lord Jesus Christ, and we will minister before the Father as priests. That's a far cry from the rebellious sinners that we have been. He's not only saved us, He has elevated us to the places of rulership and ministry before God the Father. That should cause you to say what John says here To Him, to the Lord Jesus, be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. That should be the response of studying this letter together. We should be brought to our knees in awe and worship. We should not experience fear and intrepidation. Rather, we should be brought to the place of high worship, because what we are seeing here is to bring comfort and hope, give us understanding that God is on the throne, and He is in control, And he is working as he has from creation to fulfill his purpose in redemption. God is going to finish what he started. God is not in heaven just reacting and responding to what's going on here on earth. Rather, God is leading. He is active in creation. And he is fulfilling his plans and purposes on the earth. And so we can worship. We can rejoice we can be at peace because of what we see here in this letter. Father, guide us in our study, not just simply guide our ears or our eyes, but guide our hearts and our minds that we may see and comprehend your words the way you intended, and that these words would bring about the responses, the reactions that you desire, ultimately for us to worship you, to honor you, to bow down and trust you. Thank you for Jesus. Thank you for your spirit. Thank you for guiding and directing and making yourself known in our lives. Watch over your people and help them to grow in righteousness and faith. I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for studying with us today. You can subscribe to these podcasts on Apple iTunes, Google Play, or the Facebook page Drawing Near. Drawing Near is a ministry of FBC Tip City, provided with the hope that we will draw near to God and He will draw near to us.